Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome to the VLX podcast. My name is Jackie Dixon, and my mission is to help women become healthy, holy, and hot, on fire for God in every area of their lives. Sound good? Let's get started. Everybody. Nice to see you again. We're back in New Orleans after a big week of Texan adventure. My name is Jackie Dixon. If you don't already follow me, I run a company called VLX, and that's where I coach women to become what I call the biblical bombshell. Women who are healthy, holy, and hot because they're on fire for God in every area of their lives. So we've been doing something called the model mentality. This is a series I've been doing because it occurred to me kind of looking back on this journey that I've had coming to peace and wellness in my body that our mindset is just huge. And as Christians, we are always modeling something. In fact, we're always modeling something regardless of our beliefs. We're always modeling the results of what it is that we're saying to the world, what it is we're claiming that we believe. So this model mentality is something that I've used and that I now coach other women to use to help themselves step into a lifestyle of wellness when they've been having these destructive kind of mental cycles of I'm a failure or I'm so gross, I'm overweight, you know, I'm disgusted with myself, no one's going to like me, and having to break that cycle so that they can then have the courage and the reason and the hope to make healthy lifestyle choices that will start to create the life that God has called them to and the life that they just can step into and enjoy so much more than these awful negative cycles we get caught in. So If you've been following this series, you know that we started off by talking about the destructive power of hopelessness and how not having a vision for our lives, essentially not having a reason or a bigger purpose, a bigger picture for why we're here and what we're doing and why we're living is so detrimental because it kind of leaves us in this space of why should we bother? Why should we bother to be our best? Why should we bother to be healthy or to get enough sleep or to eat high nutrient foods or stay in shape. I mean, what's the point if we've just got this day job or our family's just crazy busy or our marriage is kind of lackluster anyway, why are we bothering? It just doesn't seem to make any sense. So first stepping into that space of having this vision, this hope for why it matters to take care of yourself and then allowing yourself to make great decisions because now you've got a reason to. Now you've kind of got that oomph and that little, what do they say, that little jump in your step, dance in your step. You've got a reason to keep going. So that was part one. Part two was really making that identity shift out of this idea of I am a failure or I am not one of the women who will ever have this great body or, you know, a fun and exciting life or really feel at peace in herself and like she's really living into her purpose in every area. Really switching out of that negative self-talk into, no, I'm a model. And so how would a model choose to care for her body in this situation? Maybe it's 10 p.m. We've got back from a tiring trip. This has been me so many times. I could, you know, have a bowl of ice cream or I can make a beautiful cup of chamomile tea, put a little bit of milk in it and some stevia to really get that creamy, sweet taste that I'm craving and just let my body relax because what I really need is sleep. And so making those model decisions by calling ourselves what we are, which is God's model, really, to the world of what we're believing here. 
Then part three was a lot of fun. We went through seven model wellness hacks. So all the things that real models behind the scenes are doing to keep themselves in great health and great shape so that they can really maintain that longevity in the industry. So they can have that clear skin, bright eyes, zest, happiness, and a slim body without a whole lot of effort. So it's a lot easier than it might look if we just will adopt some lifestyle. Now we are in the last part of the model mentality, which is I think so important and yet has nothing to do with food. So we just came off of those true wellness hacks. How does this work? And now what I want you to think about is what brings you joy? This is kind of a little bit back to that part one, that sense of hopelessness, but it's also a little more practical. We don't need to get a big picture purpose here. This is just your day-to-day -day life. What lights you up? What excites you? On the weekends, what do you look forward to? On the evenings in your free time, what do you look forward to? Is it Netflix reruns? Is it online shopping? Is it a second language? Is it a new culture to study? Is it a trip you're preparing for? Is it some kind of arts or crafts or handworking kind of skill or hobby? What brings you joy? And is it something that's bringing your body life? Or is it something that's pulling you back into destructive habits? So a lot of people I know bring a lot of their joy from food. They really see it as kind of one of the only things they have to look forward to. And this was certainly me for several years. I was just always excited about the next meal and the next, not just the next dinner out or the next thing to truly be excited about in that sense, but just the next, the next opportunity to put something in my mouth, the next opportunity to have a snack or to, you know, have an excuse to have a drink. And one of the reasons I think this happens is because eating and food is an acceptable activity. If I tell you, you know, we're at work together or something and I say, oh, I'm going to go grab a quick snack. Of course. Well, that makes sense. You need food. You need food to keep fueling. You need food to keep going. It's kind of like saying I'm going to run to the restroom. Well, okay, you've got to do that. So, you know, no problem. If I were to say, hang on, I'm going to run and get a massage. Well, excuse me, aren't you the luscious luxury one and don't you matter so much to yourself? Or, you know, I think I'm just going to go stroll through a museum on my lunch break. Well, I guess you're just so incredibly cultured. There are all these things that we can do that are actually really life-giving and yet they don't have, they almost have, I don't want to say a stigma, but almost. There's some kind of a little bit of judgment I think that we fear and that we maybe even sometimes receive when we do these non-essentials for ourselves. Whereas food, nobody's going to argue with the fact that you need to eat. And so what happens? Well, we can turn food into something much more than just our basic need to eat and refuel, but something to look forward to, something to bring us joy, something to bring us comfort, something to create a social community around. When we do that, it's because we know that no one's really going to get on our case because we're eating, we're having lunch, we're having a snack, we're having breakfast, we're having a coffee, we're having, you know, whatever, a little pick-me-up. No one's going to argue with that or call you out. And yet we often don't need that from a fuel or nutrition perspective. So it becomes something bigger than what it basically needs to be to keep our bodies going. And it often becomes detrimental because we choose to eat when we don't need to, or we choose to eat foods that don't bring us life. And food essentially becomes this hobby because it's accepted. It's culturally, socially accepted to need to eat. Whereas other forms of self-care or, you know, amusements and just ways to kind of bring ourselves joy are not as accepted. If I go out to lunch with a girlfriend, well, of course, we've got to go out to lunch. If I say I'm going to use my lunch hour to go get a mani-pedi, <laughs> 
that might not be received as well. It might be like, well, why? Do you have something coming up or, you know, what's that all about? Are you just kind of trying to spoil yourself? It's probably the same price as a lunch if you go to a cheap place. But why do we have this stigma against things that can bring us joy? Well, I want you to not care. You may or may not get a little bit of flack, a little bit of pushback when you choose to do things for yourself that are not excusable, like eating or running to the restroom. And yet doing these things can give us that daily joy, a little bit of passion, a little bit of pleasure, and yet not have any calories involved. In fact, we might even burn some depending on what activity we choose. So I want you to ask yourself, what brings you joy that doesn't have anything to do with food? Now for my girls who love baking, I'm gonna get to you later because yes, you can retain that hobby, but I am gonna encourage you to change the ingredients in what you're baking. But those kinds of hobbies aside, I'm talking about things that you do when your body really isn't hungry and it doesn't have anything to do with food. What do you enjoy doing? Now, a lot of you might not even know. You might not have asked yourself that question ever, but I want you to. And it can feel kind of like a luxury. It can feel almost a little guilty, like, well, I don't need to do that, but maybe you do. Maybe for your health, you need to have some hobbies and passions that do not involve calories and food and the social community of eating. This is what a lot of models and women who are healthy and fit in many areas of their lives will do. And so if you watch models or you, you know, like me, I Googled them for years, kind of the behind the scenes, on the streets, off-duty models, what do they do? What do they care about? What are they filling their time with? And a lot of it was other interests. Some of them were trying to get into music or acting. Some of them were always traveling the world on their free time, or they were Obviously, a lot of them were very into fashion and beauty and self-care. So they had all of these interests that gave them joy, gave them a kind of a different kind of fuel other than just eating. And it can look like that lifestyle is out of reach. That lifestyle is, you know, well, that's of course what chic women who are being paid to live in Paris are doing, you know, poor them, right? But we can do that anywhere. And we will find that we have the time a lot of times and even a little bit of extra disposable income to do it if we aren't immediately turning toward food when we do have free time or when we do have a little bit of extra money. Well, let's just let's go get a pastry and a coffee. What could you turn to to bring yourself joy, to bring yourself pleasure, to kind of be a diversion from your day? Again, this is not about your big purpose. This is just those little kind of interests that can keep you from food. Well, how can you even figure it out if you've never asked yourself that question? What are some fun ways that you can start to tap into things that you might actually really enjoy? I would say, first of all, especially if you're kind of homebound for certain periods, get on Pinterest. Start to just peruse the news feed that they first give you and then start creating boards of things that just kind of interest you. You can even create one general board of, you know, um, whatever you want to call it, maybe birthing my passions or something, you know, or maybe just things I like if you want to be a little more simplistic, but maybe it's an outfit over here. It's an exotic travel locale over there. It's something in a foreign language over here. It's some kind of art or cultural phenomenon or something over there. And you compile all these things. And if you start to get a bunch, then you can start to segment them into fashion or into uh, travel or into languages I want to learn or arts and crafts I want to try or whatever. But these are things that you can then go refer yourself to and reference when you have downtime, 
you're not really sure what you want to do, you're alone, or maybe you're with a group of girlfriends and you're kind of all debating, well, what should we spend the weekend doing? And instead of eating, because that's just kind of obvious, you turn to one of these really exciting and cool things. This is also really powerful when you're not in a group, when you're on your own, and maybe your attitude is dipping. I used to do this a lot in college before my wellness went just haywire. <laughs> I would have these passions that I'd indulge when I'd be stuck, you know, in between homework sessions, I was taking a break. And instead of turning to food, I would watch a travel video about Switzerland. For some reason, I was passionate about Switzerland. And I have finally been to Switzerland, but I was dying to kind of escape there. So I would watch all these travel videos. And it was a way of bringing myself a little bit of joy without turning to the fridge when I wasn't really hungry. I was just bored or nervous or maybe anxious about something or lonely or whatever I was feeling, this was the way I picked myself up. So have this luscious kind of luxury feeling of choosing and discovering things that fascinate and interest you. Now, this is not at all a dating scope, right? We're gonna talk about that later this year, but it should be noted that when you have a lot of bizarre, almost kind of random interests and things that you can talk about, you do become a lot more interesting to the opposite sex. So we'll just leave it at that. Uh, my husband and I had all kinds of things to talk about because we both had kind of all these random hobbies and interests and a lot of them overlapped and some of them didn't. But if you will let yourself find something or five or 10 or however many things that you really just find so interesting. And don't force yourself into things that, you know, you're supposed to think are interesting. If you don't like it, you don't like it. But find those things where you could just spend an hour or two reading about it and then look up and wonder where the time went. For me, that's fashion, that's travel, that's interior design, that's certain languages and places in the world that's Oh gosh, there are so many different things. But I want you to find passions like that. And then when you see these women, these models, or you know, I guess now they're fashion bloggers, but these women who seem to have these fascinating lives, remember that one of the reasons that they might have that kind of fascinating life is because they use their discretionary time and even some of their discretionary funds to let themselves indulge in hobbies which could become, you know, could become careers, could become purposes, could become callings, honestly. But they start letting themselves explore that rather than just defaulting to what's either socially excusable, like eating, or their norm, like TV or, you know, scrolling through the Facebook feed one more time until you see what you've already seen and then you realize you've been on Facebook too much, right? Have these fascinating hobbies and they will fill you with the joy. They'll even give you a little bit more self-respect if that's an area where you find that you're struggling and that kind of leads you down that bad wellness habits path. So find some things that interest you. Don't let them be just baking or just these kind of caloried hobbies, but these things which really Maybe you've never studied it before. Maybe you've never even heard of it and you have no idea what it is, but it just sounds intriguing. Let yourself go there and you'll develop this depth and richness to your life that will provide a lot of satisfaction that won't need to come from extraneous food and eating. So that's my final model mentality tip for you. Make your life fascinating, make it interesting, find things to do, go get a pilot's license, go learn to drive a boat or to sail, figure out how you're gonna travel to some exotic foreign country and start to learn the language. You can do all kinds of amazing things, especially when you focus the time and the resources that you do have on this thing instead of kind of just letting it just kind of be watered down by the norm of life and what already feels comfortable. I think you'll find that it will be easier for you to make healthy and wellness decisions. This kind of goes back to that part one. You'll have this vision that excites you. And then 
it will just kind of give you this light in your life that will of course also dry and draw people towards you and drive you forward. So I hope that this series has been helpful. I want you to know that this is such an identity issue and so many women don't see themselves as models. They see themselves as just kind of normal or, you know, a flop or lazy or whatever and life's just going by. You can seize life and you can make it what God intended for it to be for you. You can make it what you dream for it to be to such a great extent, but you have to let yourself step into the idea that it's possible for you, that you can be one of those fascinating, well, holy, life-filled, excited women who's out there really shining. I know that you've got that in you. I want you to believe it too. So if it helps you, go back and rewatch this series several times. And whenever you come to a stuck point, really focus on that until you can break through it and then move on to the next point. But this is such a big part of my journey, this real true re-identification to something that uh, at the time in my kind of dark depths of binge eating seemed so far out of reach. You can absolutely do this. In the next couple weeks, I'm going to be introducing a few tools to you that I'm really excited about that I don't often see in the Christian space, and they can help to rework some of those negative thoughts that we have on a deeper, more prayerful, meditative level. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, let me know what you thought of this series. Post a comment on my blog. Come find me on social media. I would love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear how it helped you or if you have any more questions I can answer about it or other related things. So stay tuned and let me know what you think. And I will see you next week with a couple extra surprises. Bye, gorgeous. Have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the VLX podcast. I'd love to keep you motivated to go after God's plan in every area of your life. So if you love what I'm talking about, subscribe to this channel and come find me on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and Twitter at Jackie Dixon VLX. I'd love to virtually meet and interact with you. And if you're interested in the concept of the biblical bombshell, please join me for a soiree where I'll teach you the 12 pillars of a woman who is healthy, holy, and hot. RSVP at JackieDixon.org forward slash soiree. I'll see you there, beautiful.